With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. My name is Michael Clark, and I'm not afraid to give my name. And we're here tonight to once again, as we do every Monday night, all across the all around the world, talk about the only true asset protection program anywhere in the world, the only totally impenetrable program. Any other program out there, my friends, I don't care what you're told, especially if it's by an attorney because they only know statutory law, they, um, they can't protect you. I can pierce a statutory program, whether it's a corporation or an LLC or whatever type of, of statutory program it may be from whatever country, whatever island, wherever, can be pierced because you are the owner of that pro- of that entity, okay? If it's a corporation, you're the shareholder or you're the stockholder, and the stockholder or the shareholder are the owners of a corporation, and the owner of all the assets. So if you do get a judgment against you, if the CRA, the IRS, or anybody else comes against you, um, they can take every asset that's in that corporation. Don't deceive yourself or don't let anybody else deceive you. Secondly, um, the uh, the STS program is a very unique entity, and its 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 really its uniqueness uniqueness is truly um, linked right to the second most powerful document ever written, in my opinion, and that's the Constitution of the United States. We've got a lot of problems in the United States, but one of our strong points, our probably our strongest point, is the Constitution. It's unwavering; it doesn't change unless it's changed by the government. And there's, there's a lot to go through to get an amendment uh, to change the Constitution in any way, shape, or form. In, le- in reading about this, and I used to do, when I did estate planning and financial planning, I used to do um, conventional asset protection. We, I used living trust. I used annuities. I used life insurance policies. We, do, we did all corporations, LLCs. We did all kinds of things to protect people's assets. And um, I, I didn't know anything about what I know about now, the private contract trust, the pure contract trust. Okay, so and here's what it's all here's what it's all based on, and we'll get started right at the very bottom. First of all, your assets. Every person that owns assets, and by assets that can be real property, that can be personal property. And uh, the definition of real property is land and buildings on that land and and um, trees and forests and streams and whatever else may be on that land. Um, and personal property is defined in, in, uh, in Webster's Law Dictionary as anything. Personal property is anything that is not real property. So that's that's easy enough to define. But there's other things. There's mineral rights uh, that are involved with real property and um, so so the first thing is to understand and and know for a fact is that whatever you own 
you have the right to protect. Whatever you own, you have the right to protect. I unmuted and muted right back again just in case uh, we had some, we did get a little noise in there. I don't know what it's from, probably the IRS. And um, so anyway, guys, the, um, um, I just saw what you were there was the CRA will ask for a reply. You don't. Have, that doesn't mean they you have to give it to them. They ask for your shoe size. Are you going to give that to them? And I'm just. I'm, this is for everybody. And I know you understand it now, Jeanette. But this is for everybody else. You don't have to give the IRS or the CRA anything. Um, so don't let them bluff you, intimidate you, and threaten you into thinking you do. Okay. So um, everything you own is yours and you have the right to protect it any way you choose. You can put it in a corporation, you can put it in an LLC, and by the way, LLCs are are legal entities in Canada as well as they are. Protocol Treaty 2007 says that the LLC is a a U.S. entity that's been accepted in Canada. Unfortunately, most bankers don't have a clue and uh, most attorneys in Canada don't have a clue either. That's outside of their Area of ex, little area of expertise, and we require some 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 work on their part to learn about it. So don't even worry about it. We're changing everything to the to the um, Canadian Corporation anyway in the very near future here. And I know I've been saying that for a while. We're just, I'm just waiting for the, my Canadian people to help finish that. Okay. So anyway, the uh, everything you own, you have the right to protect in any way you choose to do so that is legal okay you can you can put it into a a trust a living trust any type of trust each state and probably every province has about 30 to 40 different types of of statutory trust the the problem is in a statutory trust you are the trustee which controls everything who controls everything and the trustee also is considered the owner of the assets in the trust um, US or Canada so if if there's a suit brought against you for a car accident a business failure doesn't matter what it might be um, if there's a suit brought against you and you're found and the judgment finds you guilty they will because it is revocable because you are the owner as the trustee the judge will tell you to revoke the trust um, sell the assets and give them give the proceeds to the person that just got the judgment against you. You won't be able to move a thing from the moment that lawsuit is filed and you're and you have a judgment against you. Okay, so um, to to take care of that uh, or to to go around that ownership issue, the number one enemy you've got, my friends, is ownership, and unfortunately, that's diametrically opposed to what we've been taught all our lives. We've been taught to, boy, I want to get all my toys in my basket before my time on this earth is up. I want to uh, I want to own my house. I want to own my furniture. I want to own my car. I want to own my investments. And the first thing I learned when I started my research back in 1995, the first thing I learned was that anything you own can be taken from you. Anything you can you own can be taken from you in a judgment, okay? Which means, what's the big deal about ownership? It's nothing more than a big sloppy ego trip. I don't own anything. I haven't for years. The super and where I learned that from was the super wealthy. The um, 
the super wealthy. Let me see. The super wealthy have um, um, not owned anything for generations, guys. Generations. They know the they know the concept that anything you own can be taken from you. And this was first started back in the late, or, or actually as a Massachusetts trust in 1827. Then it became known as a business trust a couple of decades later. And in 1924, uh, 19, uh, in Hecht versus Malley, the courts ruled that um, the courts ruled in Hecht versus Malley that a pure trust is its own entity. A pure trust owns the assets once transferred in there. And a pure trust is created, and here's the difference. The pure trust is created by a, um, via a uh, private contract. And what makes a private contract? See, we're not taught about private contracts because they don't want you outside the statutory world. They being the powers that be, the government, the, the taxing authorities, they want you to remain within the statutory market because that's where they've got total control of you. That's where they've got t total control of you, in the statutory markets. You have to play by their game. Well, to get the super wealthy, learn very quickly. And, and it was um, J.P. Morgan that originally created the first entity known as a pure trust in 1924, as I said, in Heck v. Malley. The judge ruled that a pure contract trust is, um, not, is not subject to any of the laws created by the statutory, or by the states or the provinces, okay? A private contract trust is between you and an individual, and as a result, it's protected by Article One, Section 10 of the Constitution of the United States. Now, the treaties between the U.S. and Canada, um, people say, well, that's not Canadian law. Well, I've asked attorneys that have said that. Well, that's, that's U.S. contract law. It's not Canadian. Okay, sir, tell me the difference. Tell me the difference. I've never got one answer back from any of them. And it's not been that many, maybe a dozen. And a number of them hung up on me. The guys, don't let them, don't let them uh, push you. Because an attorney, attorneys, they like to take control as well. They know you're outside of your comfortable environment. So, well, you can do this, but you can't do that. And you can't do this, but you can do this. No, you know your rights here, guys. You can transfer everything via... A private contract and if it's got the right five components then it is considered a pure contract trust by definition as defined by the, the case law and um, uh, courts of, of, the, of the US and, it, and because of treaties and everything that stuff about well it's that's US it's not Canadian that's baloney the, uh, and, and probably one of the best guys that can explain that is Lawrence Friesen, and maybe I'll have Lawrence come on one night and just uh, give everybody a briefing. I'll try and get him next week if I can. Uh, so, Lawrence, if you're on there, get a heads up, I'll give you a call. Maybe you can explain the, uh, the treaties and the contracts between the U.S. and Canada. We're probably the two closest countries in the world, and uh, bar none. And we could probably throw in there, uh, England and um, Australia, maybe, and and uh, I don't know a lot about Australia, but I know they're they're a strong country down there. So anyway, the key to a contract is that it takes two or more individuals or entities to create a contract. Okay, two or more to create a contract. 
And there's got to be an offer by one party, two or more parties, not entities, two or more parties to form to create a contract, a private contract. There's got to be an offer by one of the parties, and there's got to be an acceptance of that offer by the other party. And next, it, it, there has to be consideration. Consideration is something of value. Now, who sets the value? The parties to the contract. And there's case law that backs that up, too. Somebody can say, well... You know, you gave me a dollar for that, um, for that 5,000 acres or whatever. Um, that's not, if that's between you, that's fine. But if it comes down to taxes or something, you're going to get involved with the IRS or the CRA then because you can do that, but you're going to have to pay taxes on the fair market value of whatever it is that's exchanged, okay? So, so don't think you can go out and do that because the, the tax man will come after you and uh, try to get his part of that. That's part of our lives today, guys. Um, so you just got to accept that. And, and if you want to live a, a fairly normal life and, and not be constantly hounded and, and, um, and heaven only knows that IRS is, is probably the most corrupt um, entity in the U.S. system, but we still got to deal with them unless you, unless you know it as well as some people do and they can fight their way around it. But guys, I'm telling you, um, if you don't know all the rules the way some of the people, and we've got one of the best that comes on this call every Monday night, um, but if you don't know it to his, you don't have the experience that he does, um, I wouldn't even try it. Besides, you don't need to, not with the pure contract trust. It, um, you can, there's, there's case law that helps you in tax situations. We are not, we do not do taxes. We put together an entity that protects assets. Uh, there are certain tax advantages to it, legal, black and white tax advantages that LegalZoom and everybody else provides, and we provide them also. But guys, the, um, we don't do taxes. That's between you and your tax professional. Some are a little more liberal. Some are a little more conservative. Okay. So now you transfer contractually all of your assets. Our creator, and I'll, I'll, I've got a question here tonight that the fellow wanted, wanted answered on that. Our creator... Um, forms a pure contract trust. He's got all the components. He knows exactly how to do it. He's been doing it for ages. He, he forms a pure contract trust. And you, as the contractor, the second party to the contract, you, um, that's, his, that's his, your consideration in this deal, is that you give up all your assets into the trust in return for trust certificates. Now, these trust certificates are probably the most powerful one of the five components, most powerful of the five components. And trust certificates, one of the powerful things about it is they have no ascertainable value. Okay, no ascertainable value, and um, which is what makes them so powerful. If you get a judgment against you for 5000 or $5 million and the judge says, well, we'll take your certificates, what value are you placing on them, judge? Um, well, five thousand? No, they could be easily be worth five million. Or I'm putting five million on there. Well, they might only be worth five hundred. But see, there's never been any trust certificates lost. They can't take them because there is no ascertainable value. Um, so they don't have a right to take them. They can't put a clear value on them. So now everything is in the trust. All of your assets from the moment we receive your, um, from the moment you submit your application, and you put 
basically just your name, address, phone number, email address, and you pick the names for Trust One. The STS program consists of three documents, three entities. Trust One, a pure contract trust, an LLC created by Trust One, and a Trust Two, another pure contract trust, that is created between the LLC and Trust Two creator. Okay, so there's three entities. And the moment we receive your application, the instant we receive it, whatever date and time is at the top of that email or that fax, as of that date and time, you no longer own assets. You're, the Trust One owns the assets. And Trust One then very quickly, the next day, creates the LLC. But you, are, you own nothing as of that date, and, um, which is one of the things that makes it very powerful. You don't have to wait um, for weeks or anything like that to, get, to ta have ownership taken from your name. And that's the purpose of Trust One, strictly to take ownership of your assets out of your name and placing them into the name of the trust. Now, if anybody comes after you to sue you, at that point you own nothing. From, from the, I don't care if it's the next day and somebody files a lawsuit against you, doesn't matter. You don't own any assets anymore. And we will, as soon as somebody attacks you, we will um, send a letter to them letting them know that you own nothing and that everything is owned by the trust. You gave up, you gave up ownership of your assets contractually and irrevocably. We don't give them a date you do it and you don't either. You don't have to. It's none of yours. If anybody would question you about anything, you just tell them that I don't own anything anymore. Um, you'll have to call the trustee, Michael Clark, and and in that letter they'll they'll receive they'll get my address from from uh, Masters Protection Group and um, the address so that if they have any questions they can send the questions to me. And uh, believe me, it's worked out very well so far. People have seen that the trust owns. Nothing, uh, the individual that they are suing owns nothing. And so uh, basically everyone so far has, except the couple, three that, that decided they wanted to take this further. Um, but everybody else, after receiving that letter, an attorney is not going to waste their time with them anymore, even a CRA or an IRS agent. They're going to realize they're not going to get anything. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not going to continue if it's the CRA or somebody. That doesn't mean that you see, they, they don't pay for anything. CRA, that's all government money. No, it's not. It's your tax money. But a private attorney, he's not going to waste any more of his time if he sees no avenue to, to collect a, a, nice, um, uh, a nice judgment for his client. He's not going to waste his time or his client's time. And once they see that, that you own nothing, um, they realize there's nothing there for them to get, even if they got a judgment against you. You, neither them nor their client would receive a nickel because we already have the UCC lien on, and that, that UCC lien is powerful. Um, we put a lien on there for more than the value of your assets, so you're in priority position. There's nothing for anybody to get, okay? Nothing for anybody to get. So, um, now you've transferred everything to, the, uh, to Trust One. Trust One then creates immediately creates the uh, LLC, and and um, the LLC then in the funding process the trust transfers everything to the LLC, and we've done that only because it's something that is is um, that governments that 
tax professionals, that attorneys, bankers, they all know it in the U.S., and they're starting to learn in, the, in Canada a little bit more about the LLC, but everybody in the U.S. knows it for sure. And the, um, so what we've done is we've moved the, uh, the assets into an LLC, which puts them into a more friendly business environment. As I said, tax professionals, bankers, attorneys, they all know how to handle an LLC. They don't know what to do with a pure contract trust, okay? Although it's no different than any other trust. It's just uh, based on a private contract instead of an individual. And it's totally protected by the U.S. Constitution. And um, so anyway, the trust that transfers all the assets to the LLC. And the LLC then... Um, in an effort to protect those assets, it, it creates Trust 2. And what we eventually did was have Trust 2 place the, um, we had Trust 2 give up its trust certificates in return for only the equity of the assets. The equity is your part of the assets. That's your value of those assets. That's the value of the assets. The LLC retains, the, um, the LLC retains the, the physical, tangible assets, but yet it gives up the equity, the value. Give me the equity every time. I don't care. There's two titles to everything. There's legal title, which is um, who owns this asset, whose, whose legal name is, owns this telephone that I'm holding. The equitable title is the title of who owns the value of this telephone. Give me the equitable value every time. I want to own the value. I don't care who... And, and that equity can be assigned, it can be transferred, it can be gifted. You know, a lot of things you can do with equity, and it's very, very powerful. So now, Trust One owns. Trust One is still the legal owner of all the assets. If the LLC, if you dissolved it, all the assets would go back to the owner of the LLC or the Canadian Corporation, which is Trust One. So, we've got all the assets now owned by Trust One, which transfers the physical assets and, and equity of those assets to the LLC. And then the LLC creates a second trust of which only equity is transferred. And the reason we do only equity, my friends, is because equity um, and equitable ownership in something cannot be the, you can't get a judgment against that. You know, And my example is, if GMAC gave you a loan to purchase a vehicle and um, GMAC retains an equitable value in, uh, in that vehicle now because they own a portion of it. They gave you the money. They've got a, an equitable value in that. If you needed $20,000 from GMAC to buy that vehicle and they give it to you, they've got a $20,000 equitable value in that vehicle. You are the legal title of that vehicle. So if anything happens, there's a bad accident and your vehicle is the cause of it, two people are going to be sued, the owner of the vehicle, you, and the, uh, the driver of the vehicle, which may or may not be you. Um, so either way, but can they sue GMAC? No, they can't. Equity was not driving the vehicle, nor did equity have any uh, give permission to anybody to drive the vehicle. So you can't you can't lose that money is safe there you own same as with your house if somebody if you've transferred all the equity to your house if you've got a four hundred thousand dollar house and you've got two hundred thousand dollars equity in that and uh, 
somebody gets uh, hurts gets hurt very bad on your property, or or the um, in the bail-in or whatever, they come to try and take money out of whatever accounts you've got. They uh, they can't take the equity because the equity is not owned by you. And I'll get into that more in a minute. But um, so GMAC doesn't lose a dime if they pay off whatever your you would get them your trust would get the money your trust too would get the money for the for the um, equity that's in that in that house or in that vehicle okay because it's owned by the trust now not you nobody can sue you and get and take anything from the equity in your house the equity in your vehicles and also not of none of your savings none of your life insurance cash values none of your investments none of your annuity values whereas right now as a citizen that owns those items in your name, guys, it's they can take it. They can put a lien against it, okay? The key is to get your lien in first and get in priority position, and we do that through the UCC1, the most powerful lien in the world. Nobody can circumvent it once it's put in place, okay? So that's where we're at with the STS program, the basic synopsis of the program. Trust One simply takes ownership out of your name. If anybody knows about the STS program and they have the ability to, to start their program and they haven't done it yet, shame on you. Shame on them. You're playing Russian roulette only instead of having having only one, one bullet out of six in the chamber, you've got five bullets out of six in the chamber and there's an unknown stranger out there just ready to pull the trigger. My friends, I've seen so many people. We've had over 200 to 250 people that have put it off, come to me afterwards. Mike, I need to get the protection now. And they tell me the reason why. And I'm saying, hey, can't help you, my friend. You had all this time to start your program. And um, you waited till the last, you, well, you waited until something happened. We're not, I'm not going to put my company in jeopardy because you procrastinated. The number one killer of, of success, guys, is procrastination. I know people that have heard about my program. They've been in some of these other investment programs. They've funded, but the person still didn't get their program until afterwards, and then they were in big trouble. And um, come to me, Mike, can you squeeze me in there? Can you backdate? Can you? No, we're not going to do anything illegal for you. I'm not going to put my whole life in jeopardy because somebody procrastinated. You're, you're, what does your family mean to you? What What that you have accumulated so far in your life, what has what would stop you in an instant? Attorneys in Canada charge anywhere from twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars to do what we do, and they can't even protect you. They'll put you in a corporation, they'll put you in annuities, life insurance, all these crazy things that have zero protection, guys. We've got your hearing tonight for the first time, maybe about the most powerful asset protection program in the world. And if you've got somebody that you really, really care for, why wouldn't you get them on this phone call? Why wouldn't you send them a copy of our, our simple little video? At least you've made them aware of it. It doesn't say you've got to hound them. Hey, you've got to get your program. No, you don't. Just make them aware that the program's available to them so that if catastrophe does strike, and the odds are overwhelming this day and age that they're going to get nailed. They are going to get nailed. Uh, either from bail-ins, from conservative, uh, or not conservative, from citizen confiscation. There's so many new things coming out, guys. You're not going to have a chance pretty soon because if it gets too bad. Guess what? We'll wrap it up. We'll help the people that have their programs already, but we're not going to. I'm not going to continue if I have to fight, 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 fight because people are behind on taxes with CRA because they're behind with taxes on the IRS because they've got this thing that's a problem. That thing. Uh, we're not going to do it if it gets that bad. And uh, for whatever, and I have 
well, I'm not going to even get into that. But guys, there's a good possibility that some some of the uh, currencies are starting to fund a little bit in private programs. And I've already, uh, if anybody comes to us and uh, if they're in a big heat, they got to they got to clean out their own garage first, and then we'll help them. Okay. So anyway, if you've got the ability and you haven't started your program, shame on you. You know, that's all I can tell you. When things happen, you're going to be fighting by yourself. Um, if you got your program set in place, there's no fight because we're doing, we're in your corner. We're not only in your corner, we're the fighter in your corner. You're the one that puts the stool out and lets me sit down every once in a while for a round or two. And uh, we go from there. So that's here's what it is in a, in a nutshell. Trust One takes ownership out of your name, okay? Trust One takes ownership of all your assets now and whatever future assets you have. Takes it all out of your name. Especially if you've got some investments or currency that's about to that's about to pop, guys. You need it beforehand. Um, not many people know this, but Dr. Cal Streeter, he thought so much of the program the night that he saw it presented. The next day, he went to his brother and he borrowed the money and he started his program. And he says that on the seminars, on the webinars. So um, he knew how powerful it's been. We've got a, we've got a lot of other people that have done the same thing, or they put several credit cards. I can't stress enough, guys. The power. It's not for me. It's it's not going to make a difference in my life whether or not you protect your assets. But I can assure you, as sure as I'm sitting here talking to you now, it will make a difference in your life. So, um, um, before I get into that, I want to finish up into into guest 16's question there. I want to finish up here um, with the SDS. Okay, step number one is to give all your assets to Trust One. Step number two is Trust One trades all the assets or exchanges all the assets to Trust Two in a in a contractual agreement and in into an LLC. And step three is the LLC places all of the equity of the assets, so it just holds void assets. It doesn't hold any value of the assets. Okay, that's all in Trust Two, which allows Trust Two then to file the UCC lien for 125% of the value of your assets. Okay, guys, so that's how simple the program really is. It's a simple program, and it's the most powerful program in the world. There, I've talked with attorneys from different countries, a lot of them in the U.S. and some in Canada now, and um, talking with them. And, and once they, every attorney, let's say in the U.S. first, um, let's see, I'll, I'll answer that question in just a minute. The... Um, the, uh, when, when the, uh, when the uh, UCC lien is filed, and we're, I, I think we've got a site that you can go right to Washington, D.C. Again, I'm not positive for U.S. and Canada, but I'll know by next Monday's call. But um, um, once it's in there, it can file a lien to protect its equitable value. And we put that lien on for 120. You determine what the value of all your asset equity is, and then we, we add 25% to that. We do that so that we know every attorney out there, every government agency, every tax agency, they all use asset investigators this this day and age, and they can they can get you in a heartbeat. They know they know everything you have, every person that has a currency. They know who you are, your name, address, phone number, how many you've got, and if they're in your name at the time, I promise you, you're going to get hit with a big um, you're going to get hit with a with a um, account being frozen. Just when you think your ships come in, your your account's going to be frozen, guys. And um, the reason is they don't want you to do anything with that money until they get a good portion of it for themselves. 
Don't think that greed and well, I know you don't. We all know that greed runs government nowadays, and every government in the world is in so much trouble. So that is the synopsis of the STS program. What we do, quite simply, if you don't own any assets anymore, but a trust now owns them, and you've got all the documented proof through the signed, notarized signatures on your contract that you get from us, or if it's a commissioner of oaths, guys, we've got it all taken care of for you. Haven't lost one yet. We do, do we do everything 100% legal? These, these agents from the IRS and CRA, they may be very good people, but they think they've got all the, all the answers in their corner, and one, once they get the letter from us, they find out they don't have any of the answers. We, we beat them every time. So if you want to continue dancing around and saying, oh, Mike, you know, I'll get it done, and hoping you're going to outguess the RV or outguess whatever it might be. Um, yeah, you, and I'll get to your question in just a second, 16. So anyway, guys, it's, it's something, it's the most powerful document in the world. Nothing like it. It should be the foundation. And, and I've had financial planners, estate planners, attorneys from all over the, the U.S. say, Mike, this should be the foundation of every credible estate plan. Nothing like it. Nothing can, nothing can touch it. Okay, that is my question. If you have any questions, you can start typing them in, but I'm going to back up just a little bit and start answering some of the questions on computer, and I've got some that were sent. Um, I've got some that were sent uh, on the computer earlier in the week. All right, guess 16. Equity to Trust 2 is by paperwork yeah, it's simple paperwork between a contract between Trust Two and the LLC. Uh, the LLC, as as I, as you see on the documents we send you, uh, part of our materials, uh, the uh, the uh, contractor two. We we have con um, the creator is our person. He creates the trust on your behalf. You are contractor one. You're the person that's contracting with the creator. And if there's a spouse involved, then they are contractor too, in any order. doesn't have to be husband and wife or wife and husband. So everything is done via contract, and it all comes in two binders. Binder one, when you get your documents, they're all done very well. Gold lettering, parchment paper. We've got such a powerful document, we want it to look powerful. We want it to be exclusive when you open up that box and see not only the power of the document, but the beauty of the doc of the. Uh, the actual documents that hold the power of the STS program. Um, document number one has your trust one. Document, or, or excuse me, binder number one has your trust one. Binder number two has um, the LLC and the trust one binder. A trust two binder, excuse me. Okay, trust two. So we've got it put together for you very well. And in, in the document trust one, excuse me. In Trust 2, the LLC is the contractor. They contract with our creator who created Trust Number 2 for you. You pick the names for Trust 1, the LLC, and Trust 2. He, he creates that, and, and he will instantly send you trust certificates. In return, for your consideration, you give up the, the, the equitable title of the assets that are being held by them by the LLC. The LLC is first holds the assets as well and the legal title as well as the equitable title to all of your assets that were transferred to Trust One. Then it gives up the equitable title. 
You can split titles just like when you get a mortgage. There's a legal title and there's an equitable title. The, the mortgage company has a can file a mortgage lien on the on the uh, value of the equity it holds in that property. Here, same thing. You give up all the equity, your equitable position to trust two, and in return, trust two gives you the uh, trust certificates. Okay, so it's all transferred. Um, the equity is transferred to trust two. It's all in the paperwork. All it requires is a signature here and there. And it's a done deal. From the LLC to trust two, the equity of the LLC retains ownership of and control of the actual physical, tangible um, item, asset. Okay? I'd like to file my PPSA. I will inherit a substantial amount of money. This is Elisage, amount of money when, uh, substantial amount when my mother passes. Shall I include that amount in my PPSA? I would, yeah. We include it in the UCC lien as well. Because that you put that down as part of your, and it even says in the collateral part of our program, the uh, trust document rather, the, the uh, inheritance, any possible inheritance that you have that you know you'll be getting. Okay? So, yeah, we take care of that. You'll be surprised how many people... That, that don't have any protection like this, first of all, they start before the inheritance even gets to them. Um, anybody can file a, can file a, a case against the, uh, the will, and wills are the weakest thing out there. They just make the probate attorneys rich. Um, so so they, have, they have no power at all. It just allows the courts to put all of that person's ass, all of your assets into the court and appoint one of their attorney friends as... Uh, the uh, attorney or the executor or whoever it might be. Lot, the average the average estate reduces by about 48% was the last thing I read, the last number I read on it. So, guys, if you want to get up half of what you've worked all your life for to the government and the attorneys, then don't do anything. Um, so let's say if it's a, um, a $75,000 estate, just a very minimal estate, and they can take 30000 out of that, Guys, wouldn't forty-three fifty be a lot cheaper? Be cheaper than any. If you get one lawsuit, minimal minimal retaining fee. I know for any lawsuit that's serious, car accident, business, or whatever it might be, it would. Um, they're going to ask for fifteen to twenty-five thousand dollars as a retainer. Wouldn't forty-three fifty be a lot cheaper one time, and then then you never have to worry about even having to get an attorney and retainer again. Okay. Uh, additional fee for UCC lien to be filed. Yes, you will file the UCC lien. The fee for that out of Washington was thirty-six fifty. The fee for a UCC lien in in most counties, I would say it's between twenty and fifty dollars is average. Now you may get into some counties in California or some in New York or some of the wacky counties, wacky states where you're going to have a lot more than that. But but the average um, ones that I've heard of are twenty to fifty dollars. Uh, let's see. I call guest five. I called Washington D.C. today about a UCC lien. No more website. You have to mail the same paperwork to Washington D.C. and they will take care of it. Yes, but I haven't been able to have one of them give me an address yet. That's the problem. Um, let's see, Mike. Nate, I, we, I did get one. Somebody just after the after the deadline, somebody last week sent me something. We haven't checked it out yet. Um, so anyway, Nate here. I can tell you the I, I can tell you IRS seems to make up the rules as they go, but they never mention the STS program. Without without it, could could have been a disaster. And he, Nate had a had a 
a, a probate situation with his father-in-law that could have been very, very ugly. Guys, and he's talked about it before on one of our Monday night calls, and uh, instead it just went through smooth as silk. No, no probate, no situation at all. Didn't lose a dime. Didn't lose a dime because the father-in-law didn't own anything at the type of time of his death. Okay, um, let's see. Jeanette, is the cost of the STS program tax deductible? Yes, it is, dear. Good question. Good question. It is. Everything you do with us is tax deductible. Even the, the annual fee of 385 is, and that didn't increase, so still 385. Um, that, um, that's tax deductible as well. So if so, what about the credit card charges to pay for it? Uh, <laughs> um, that's a good one. Uh, probably, yeah, whatever your costs are, it's a business expense. Uh, you know, whatever you buy, if you remodel your whole office, Jeanette, the, um, the, uh, that's a good question. But I'm, I'm positive. I would almost bet every nickel I had. And don't anybody shake on it with me because I'm a bad bet. No, I know this here one. Um, and everything to do, and I think about it, everything to do with the expense of starting the, the entity is uh, tax deductible. Boy, that water tastes good tonight. Let's see. So good questions, Jeanette. I appreciate that. Guess five. Um, make a check. Make a check for thirty-one fifty. Anthony Casboni. Oh, okay. I'm not sure for what though, Anthony. Make the check out to recorder of deeds. Not Anthony Casboni. I have the correct address in Washington D.C. Wonderful, guys. That is wonderful. I'll, I'll touch base with you tomorrow, Anthony. Uh, Sledge, thanks. And we, yeah, those we've had. These are good questions. Guess five. I have address. It is one one zero one Fourth Street South. There we go. There we go. Um, hold on. I'm going to uh, mark this on my computer right now. Um, Alternate EC, and then go down here, and go up here. Alternate EP. Uh, no, it didn't work. Anyway, um, whoever that is that just put that, um, whoever it is that just put that date on there, who is guest five? Please send that to me on an email, mpgprotect at aol.com, so we can make it available to everybody. Thank you so much for your help on that. I appreciate it. Okay, um, now we've got some questions that have come in uh, this week. I didn't get the. I, I have. I'll be. Uh, oh, okay, Anthony. Perfect. Yeah, send that to me in an email, my friend. Um, I got some questions that came in via, via email. You can keep typing in your questions on the uh, um, on the computer. And um, hey, is Vincent feeling better? Give me an answer. I'm going to wait for an answer here. Um, okay, I'm going to. I've got some questions that we've got to. I've got to answer here. I've been able to use the UCC one lien form for the federal lien. Good. Thank you, Anthony. Um, but have not found place to file one for the county. What words? Could I use to find it? Okay, here's what you do. Although for those of you in the states, that you you go to the Secretary of State, 
and you for your state. You know, it's usually, um, I don't know what it is. Just look at Google Secretary of State and then put the name Minnesota or California or Texas or whatever. And um, and if you go there, if they've got it available online, they will, you just click on UCC lien and it'll take you right through it. It'll take you right through what you have to do to file online. You probably have to put in your county because that's where you want it listed in the county, okay? Um, wow, I lost some of my questions. Shoot. Okay. Um, okay, what words could I use for it? Just go there and look. Now, if you don't have it and you've got the program, you have no need for a UCC lien if you don't have the program because you've got no basis for a lien. But if you've got the program, you received a CD with your program. You take the CD and you place it in your computer. And the reason I have to say that all the time is this was really cute. One of the uh, one of the people in Florida one time, she said, "Mike, my, my CD doesn't work." And um, so anyway, I, I said I, she was only about an hour from me at the time. So I. I but I'll be up there in a couple of days and we'll go over it. So we sat and talked for a little while. And, and when I got there, and I said, now, show me this CD and, and what you're doing. And I'll figure it out for you. She says, come on in here. We went in there, and I saw her computer and everything set up there. And we walked right past her computer over to her CD player. And she put our CD, <laughs> she put our CD in, the, in the Bose CD player. I had to laugh. I couldn't help myself. I laughed kind of hard. And then she seen it, and she started laughing too. So it all turned out well. I took the CD out of the CD player, and the Bose CD player. I put it over in her computer, and everything came up just as it should. <laughs> so now let me do tell you something. If you've got an older processing system, uh, we've got newer systems. you got to try and keep your computer somewhat up to date, guys. And um, but we've got a newer system, so there, you may have to get a. Uh, if it doesn't work there, you may have to get a. Uh, what do they call them? A, a Band-Aid or something that you put on yours. They don't cost hardly anything, and they can they'll they'll accept the upgraded processing systems. But we test every one before we send it out. We make sure every one opens correctly. Um, so. Where were we at here? Let's see. What words could I use? Just go to the Secretary of State, do that. There doesn't seem to be anything listed for the county. Okay, you'll, you'll find it through the state. If you don't, you put the CD in, and you click on, you'll see you'll see Trust One, and that's all the blank documents and everything. You'll see uh, UCC1 um, blank, UCC1 example. I would print the example out for the UCC1, and I would... Um, um, then go back to the UCC blank and fill it in just according. It's it's step-by-step -step instructions. Just read them, lay the sheet right next to you and read them as you're filling them in on the computer. And then you print it out. No signature is ever required on a UCC lien. No signature is ever required on a UCC lien. Don't put your name to it. You don't want to ever give any information up, guys, unless I give you permission that, that shows that you have anything to do with the trust, that can weaken, your, weaken our position. We want them to think that I'm the executive trustee and, and they have to deal with me. They've, they've duped, 
bankers and IRS people have duped so many of our, not so many, they've duped a few clients. But guys, remember this above all. Do not put your signature to anything with the STS, unless it's just private between you. But if it's a, if it's a question from the IRS, ignore it. Send me the sheet they send you. If it's, a, if it's an attack from a lawsuit or something, let me see it first, okay? Um, now, how do, also, how do I increase UCC1 that is with the federal government? Um, they have an amendment page or there's a phone number. Well, the phone number is not really any good anymore, but they had an amendment. So we'll have to find out. Um, if, for example, when, if you've got currency and it, it uh, RVs and, and now your, your, UC, your, your portfolio has increased tremendously in value, um, we'll have to get the, the, we've got the address now. You would have to send that in, and uh, or they, you can ask them, call them ahead of time, or send in a form ahead of time and ask for an amend, a UCC amendment form, of which you can, um, of which you can immediately amend your UCC lien. But that doesn't matter as much if it's if it's the uh, a county. If you're in the United States, just do it with the county, okay? Immediately print out another one, increase the value and take it down there along. And you'll also see on your CD, you'll see UCC3 blank, UCC3 example. Make out a UCC3 as per the example. You take that down and file it, and that, that eliminates the current UCC1, and you immediately file the, the new revised UCC1 at the same time at the county recorder's office, okay? If there were county recorder's office. Uh, sometimes it's just as easy to do that as it is to fiddle around on online. Um, so you ask, do I have to delete the first one or just add a second one with the amount? You can you can probably file a second uh, UCC one. Yeah, that'd probably be the easiest thing to do. Just increase the amount, and then you can later go in and delete the first one. That's probably easier than filing a UCC three. I've thought about that before, but I just never gave it any real thought. So that's a good idea. Thank you. We've all got that now. File an additional UCC-1 for the correct new amount, revised amount, and then afterwards take the UCC-3 in. That way you're not in, even in a short few-minute period without protection. And uh, so get, get both of them. Get the new one filed right away. You said several times that our names would not link us to ownership of the trust. This was a good, good, uh, good um, email, and I wanted to make sure I got to it tonight. You said several times that our names would not link us to ownership of the trust. In red letters now, my papers for the creation of the trust list my name as one, creator, two, trustee, three, beneficiary. Um, how can it be that they cannot connect me to ownership? Now, you didn't put your name on this. I wouldn't embarrass you anyway. I understand your position and I understand your frustration because you've got it all wrong. It, people... I try to tell people, this is a powerful document. It evolves all the time. It's going to be with you for the rest of your life. If you don't spend at least two to three months, you can make every excuse in the world not to come to the Monday Night Calls live. Because once people say, I'll listen to the recording, guess what? Pretty soon they're four or five weeks behind on the recordings. If you can't, if it doesn't mean enough to you to, to learn about what it is I'm, I'm sharing with you here, it's so powerful. And once it's set up properly, um, it's done. Okay, so let me ask, answer your questions. Or let me finish reading your email. At one time, at least, I understood that someone else's name would be used as the creator. 
wrong. You never, well, that's, that's true. I just can't understand how my name is used for all these things, yet I am not supposed to be the owner of the trust. That's absolutely correct. It seems that 1 plus 1 plus 1 equals 7, or 11, or 77, or something else. Please help me understand this. It makes no sense. Now it's going to make sense to you. I hope you're on this call. I will I will tell you, I will have you go back and, and listen to this call. But... Um, Number one, you said, uh, my papers for the creation of this trust list, my name is creator. No, they don't. You better read again, my friend. The creator is Hampton Miles. You are the contractor. Okay? The, um, you are the contractor. And as such, you have no, no, nothing to do with the trust other than to place your assets in there and then you bow out. Then you bow out. Okay, you're not a creator of the trust. You are a contractor. Two, trustee of the trust. Yes, you are the trustee. You're in total control of everything. But as I've said hundreds of times over the past several weeks, the, con the trustee is not an owner trustee. You are only an appointed trustee. An owner trust as an owner trustee, which is what you are in every statutory document. An owner-trustee is considered the owners of the assets of the trust. An appointed trustee has no ownership in the trust whatsoever. Okay? No ownership. They can't come after you and get a thing that's in there. Everybody knows I'm the appointed trustee of my trusts and, my, uh, and I'm the manager of my LLCs. That doesn't bother me a bit. They can't come after me for a nickel. If you had a statutory trust and you were the trustees, absolutely they could come after you and they'd take everything in the trust because you would be the owner, not the, not the appointed trustee. Okay? Beneficiary of the trust. You are the appointed certificate holder, which is the beneficiary, and that is totally private information doesn't bother me if anybody knows it because that, that would come to me that you that's only got certain benefits to it and if you read the the in the first 12 pages of the trust indenture you'll see what those benefits are and i'll get into the uh, beneficiary i gave a go back through the recorded documents and you'll see one a couple of them where we talked about the beneficiaries or the trust certificate owners Guys, your your name you're not your name's not out there in any any way, shape, or form to where it's it's going to be a liability to you. You're appointed. They can't come after you. And there's case law after case law that says the trust is not responsible for the um, for the duties or for the uh, uh, any suits against the beneficiary or trust certificate holders. Nor is the trust certificate holders liable for any suits against the trust. You're totally, you think anybody would be doing this if we exposed you, like just put you out there as an individual? Of course not. You're protected all along the way. It shows that you haven't really read the first, the, the trust indenture, the first 12 pages of the trust, because it explains a lot of what's going on with the, with the creator. With the, the creator is, is our man. He creates the entity for you. You don't want to be the creator, and you're not the creator. If you were the creator, it would be nothing different than a statutory trust. It wouldn't even be a contract because there wouldn't be two entities. You are the contractor. The creator, we've got a, three of them, but the one we use most generally is, is a good friend of mine, Hampton Miles. And uh, so, so, you know, I appreciate your question, and I hope this got it across to you a little bit, but maybe I'll, I'll discuss these three on next, Monday's, um, on next Monday's call, the three of these. So... 
There's nothing that links you in an ownership capacity to the trust. You are an appointed, or you are a contractor, and once you've given up your assets, you're done. That's it. Once the minute order number five, the creator um, resigns his position as um, as um, creator of the trust. Okay, he, he's out of there. It's just you as trustee that is in control. It is you that, that is the beneficiary of the trust document. Okay. At one, okay, so that should clear that up for you. Good morning, Michael. Do you have any news yet on the procedure for getting UCC liens filed? We're working on it all the time. We just keep trying to find what we have to do here, and I think we've got a good, uh, we've got a good thing started. If you're in the U.S., you need a local, you need a state UCC lien. If you're in Canada, as I mentioned last week, if you're um, if you're in Canada, you need to file a PPSA. Um, and a PPSA, if you have the UCC filed in Washington, then you reference that because it's the most powerful lien in the world. A PPSA has a lot of, a lot of. Um, it's a good lien, but it can be. It's it's not too strong. I mean, it's strong. I mean, to where they can't get at your stuff. But um, for example, it won't allow you to put real property there. Well, we can we over we got around that very easily by just simply transferring the value, the equity in your real property to the trust. Equity is personal property. You can do that. Okay? So that's that's how we got that's how we got around that situation. Um, uh, let's see. We are getting as soon as we get the procedure, but if you're in Canada you want to at least get a PPSA file. We do have the link for easy PPSA. It's a Canadian a place where you can file PPSA liens in any any province in Canada, okay? And people that said, I think it's 20 bucks or so, they said that they uh, they have uh, had no problem with it, okay? Um, let's see. I have a question for you. Who A friend who is a notary signed and notarized almost all of my two notebooks. Before we completed the ret, uh, before we could finish, her power went out and we had to stop. Is she Amish? No, wouldn't be. Since then, she has not been available to get with me to complete the rest. Is there a problem with taking another notary to finish? No, you can put in whoever you want, signing and notarizing or commissioner of oaths. You can have a notary on part of them and a commissioner of oaths on the rest of them on the other part. It would have different dates and notary. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. As long as there's nobody attacking you, well, it doesn't even matter if somebody's attacking you. There's no problem with that whatsoever. You do what you have to do to finish up your um, your documents, okay? It can be a different person. It can be a different date. doesn't matter. Okay, that is the questions from the, uh, um, from the emails. Okay, it's much better. County and federal UCC liens need to be filed. Is that a question? Yes, it is. Uh, not, not federal necessarily, at least the state or county. Well, if it's a state, it'll have the county on it. Because that's the first place they'll check them most. If you're in the U.S., they'll check your state, and probably in Canada as well. They'll check for a PPSA lien, which in your province, first of all. So take the time. It should be the, the second, after getting your documents all signed and and notarized or, or commissioner of oath, getting them all legal. And uh, the next thing you should do is file the lien as quick as you can within the first week. Uh, you don't know when anything's going to hit. None of us do lightning strikes all the time, where it's least expected. Um, 
Uh, you have to file a lien with the, with the states or with the federal. Yeah, states it should be with the states. It should be with the province. A PPSA lien with the province. Okay. So, repeat UCC three. You just mentioned, please. So never without protection. What I said at first, and what I've been telling people for a long time, until that person just mentioned it that way, and it made perfect sense to me. You've got a UCC one lien on your property for $2 million, nah, for $150,000. But that includes a 10 million dinar that have basically no value now. Um, and all of a sudden the RV happens and it's a dollar a share. So now you've got, your, your, you've got a $150,000 lien that now has a, of which your assets now have a value of $10,150,000. So I would immediately go to your CD, create another UCC lien, or fi immediately file an additional PPSA lien. And um, for the additional, you won't put it for 10 million, though, will you? No, you'll put it for 125%. So you'll initially, you'll uh, immediately file an additional lien for $12,500,000, 125% of the new value added to your assets due to the RV. Okay, um, you immediately want to do that, and then after that, if you want, if you want to make it for the whole amount, your your first lien plus your second lien, put them all together in just your second lien. Fine, then you can cancel out the first lien if you wish, and um, but not don't cancel it out until you've got the second one in place. Okay, that's what I was getting at. You don't need to use you'll you'll use the UCC UCC three to eliminate the original UCC1. That's what it does. It gets rid of the UCC1, the original one you filed. But don't do that until you filed your second UCC lien. And if, you, if you've only added the amount of the new value of your assets, then you don't have to let the, the first one go. You can just leave it there. It's good for five years. You've already paid for it. So, okay. Now, Okay, anybody else have any more questions? That seems to be it for tonight, guys. We finished up a little early again tonight. Um, I'm going to go over some of those questions again. Um, your positions, the positions you have as the uh, um, the different positions you hold and what your, what your problems are. Um, if your currencies are in your trust to exchange, then do you need a lien on trust one? If the currencies are in your trust to exchange, yeah, trust one's the original owner. You don't need the lien on trust one. The one lien will cover everything, all of your assets. It's not on a particular entity. It's on you. Remember, the UCC lien, you are the debtor, or you and your spouse. Um, and there's reasons for that. I won't get into that tonight, but, but there are reasons why it goes on you. You are the debtor. You're the one everybody knows about. Um, nobody knows, probably the most powerful part of this program is that it's not recorded anywhere. Nobody knows what you've done. All private, private contract. Privacy, privacy is the key ingredient in asset protection. That's why I don't want, you don't have to openly discuss this program with anybody. You can discuss it with whoever you want, friends, family, and uh, Hopefully they'll see the value of it and they will um, um, start their program with maybe a little encouragement from you. But guys, if you want to bring somebody to the program, just simply 
simply send them our little 11-minute video. If you don't have it, let me know. I'll send it right to you, and you can send it out to your friends and help them. Give them a little assistance. Otherwise, they're like the catfish in the proverbial bucket, and they're easy to shoot. CRA has got their sights set on millions of people across the U.S. and Canada, or hundreds of thousands. I don't know how many people. And it's not just the dinar. Yeah, let me talk for a minute about the bail-in for those of you that don't know. The laws have been passed. Every every major country is bankrupt. Every major country owes a ton of money, and the IMF came up with a solution about three years ago, and it's been implemented now in every country. U.S. is bankrupt. Canada is bankrupt. Australia, Germany, England, uh, France. We all know Greek, the Greeks are. Uh, Spain. Every major country, all the countries are bankrupt. And so for the IMF, which controls all these countries, to, to say, hey, if you're going to want money from us from time to time, we've got to build up our coffers again as well. So you will, they pay, all the countries passed bail-in laws, U.S., Canada, Australia, England, Germany, all the countries, Panama, Costa Rica. Guys, they can come into your bank accounts, and it says right on there, I will send the documents to anybody that wants to hear it. It's all based on the one controlling factor that all of these governments have, it's over their citizens. They can take and come and get a portion of anything the citizens, their citizens own. Guys, don't sit there like a dummy. Uh, even if you're not going to be sued or anything, they can come in and take money out of your savings account, your brokerage account, your investment account, your life insurance cash values, your annuities, your any any source of income, any source of cash that you have. The key thing here is the minute, the moment you start your STS program, you you own nothing as a citizen, and that citizen is the key word. If if you you think you're going to outwit the government by just doing what you're doing now, you're kidding nobody but yourself. And uh, because once it's put into the trust, the trust is not a citizen. They can't take a nickel out of the trust account or the LLC account. Guys, we've got people that are setting up second and third trust now because. There's been rumored that a couple of private deals have already taken place with the uh, with some of the currencies. And guys, you don't want to uh, you don't want to be on the outside looking in on this. All of a sudden, they beat you to the punch, and and now you get your money, and it uh, you try to start your program, and it's going to take six to eight weeks because uh, you haven't set up your pre-RV program or you haven't set up your program. Blah blah. There's all kind. I, I see all types of. Horrific things happening at the time of RVs, okay? So with that, I'm just once more encouraging you to take it out of the hands of the government. And there's also citizen confiscation. Bail-ins where they can come and get your cash. Citizen confiscation where the governments now have the authority to, to seize assets for the most minimal or no reason at all. The guy in Georgia had a little farm. They came in and took a little country store, took 115000 everything he had in his bank account. They took it. And um, the IRS came in and took it. They did not give him a reason, and he, he, was, he couldn't get his money back except for the fact that this fellow went to Fox News. And Fox News played the story and, and put so much pressure on the IRS that it, it appears he is getting his money back now. But, guys, if you want to stay there and play Russian roulette, with all, as I said earlier, with all these things that are pointing guns directly at your head, and not take the take the simple step of starting an STR pro, STS program or helping somebody you care about um, start an STS program. If they're if you're a business owner, small business owner, and you don't have STS, you're not a good business owner. I don't care how successful you are. I've been very successful in many of them, but but um, okay. 
Well, we got a couple more things here. Is there something new I should know about in order to get my bank account for my LLC? I am in Ontario. You don't even get a bank account for the LLC. No need for it. None at all. Uh, also, don't I need a BIN first? No. Um, we help you. Yeah, we set up the EIN for the LLC, but um, until you get a Canadian corporation, that's when you'll get the BIN. Uh, equals to, okay, thank you. Okay. Uh, Jeanette, if your currencies are in your trust to exchange, then do you need a lien on Trust One? No. The currencies in Trust One is all included in the. That's what I said. You take all of the equity of all of your assets, which includes everything that's in Trust One, the LLC, everything, and you add 25% to that, and that's what you put. Remember, that's what you put. If anybody's going to sue anybody, they're going to sue you, not your LLC, not your trust. They have to have a basis for a lawsuit. And as long as they can think that you've got assets, but when they see this lien on you, Jeanette, when they see this lien on you, they know they're out of the ballgame. The ballgame's over. They're not going to get anything from you. Can you post the video link here? You know, we did have it on our web page. We still do. Yeah, we still do. If you go to our web page, which is www.totalassetprotector.com, you go to our web page and you scroll all the way down, you'll see um, STS Overview. Click on STS Overview, and then it'll come up with the video thing, and you click on that, and it, you'll see the video right there, the 11 minutes. It's a brilliantly done little 11-minute video, very simple, and it gives a great synopsis of the STS program. Yes, thank you. You don't have to get me for that. Countries have been bankrupt since the passing of fiat currency. Cash is defined as money or its equivalent. Bill of exchange, notes, bonds, all backed up by a living man's signature deposited to an offshore balance sheet. Post-currency exchange. www. Perfect. That's it. Thanks. .com. Yep. Scroll to the bottom of the page. You'll see STS overview, and you just simply click on that, and the video will come up. How do you put a... Who, wait, Jeanette. Think back. Who's putting a lien on you? It's not yourself. You don't own anything, Jeanette. It's trust two that's putting a lien on you. Okay? Just if go to your CD in your documents, print out the example sheet, and you everything is there step by step. Of course, you can't put a lien on yourself. As I say all the time, guys, the SDS program is more common sense than anything else. So before you ask a question like that, think for just a second. How can you put a lien on yourself? You're not putting that lien on yourself. Trust two is putting the lien on yourself. You have zero ownership in trust two. You have nothing to do with the assets in trust two anymore since the moment you submitted that application. Okay? And it'll get it'll get more and more familiar to you. So okay. Now I guess that is it. We're gonna get an early quit tonight. My iron workers love it when they get an early quit. So guys, I thank you and uh, for taking the time. Oh, wait a minute. So what kind of bank account do I need then? Just a trust one bank account. And you'll use your living trust document, which shows that it's domiciled in Canada. And the only thing you'll have to do is fill out a W-8 to go along with it. And it's a Canadian, Canadian entity. It's all set up with the address, your address on it. And um, so it shows that it is domiciled in Canada. It is a Canadian document. So you don't have to worry about all that uh, FATCA and all that stuff. You just fill out a W-8, and there's a couple questions there that's no big deal. 
And uh, what I would do when I go in there, when they say, you say, could you show me what you want me to do for the W-8? And let the banker help you. Or if there's a mistake, it's it's their fault. Where the bank will have it. The bank will have the W-8, okay? Um, do we give the W-8 to the bank? Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. The bank will have them right there when you go in to start. But if you're in Canada, don't ever again try to start try to open a U, an LLC account. I'm tired of I'm tired of fooling with bankers that just don't understand what they should be what they should have learned about. Okay, okay, guys, thank you so much. God bless each one of you for taking the time to come to the call tonight. As always, it's my pleasure each and every week to to take the time to show you're very welcome. To, to share this information with you. It has saved countless hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars for U.S. and Canadian citizens over the last six years. It's taken them right out of the lawsuit panel, right out of the, the tax authorities' uh, grasp. It's just been incredible. So with that, I, as I said, I thank you. God bless each one of you. I'll see you back here next Monday. Send in your questions if you have them. It's better if you send them to me via email rather than and um, your welcome equals to um, a slide. You're welcome as well. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Elessage. Elessage. E. Lessage. Okay, got it. Um, again, thank you. God bless. And see you next Monday, same time, same place. Good night, Mom and Dad. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.